The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. A new report shows exactly where people in Virginia prisons and jails come from, data that was only recently made available to the public. As Whitney Evans reports, these people are mostly coming from smaller rural areas and not big cities, as some might think. New Virginia Majority and Prison Policy Initiative collected the data. The organizations are both dedicated to ending the overuse of criminal penalties. The report shows that some of the least populous counties, like Buchanan, Lee, and Dickinson, have among the highest incarceration rates per capita, with more than 1,100 people in prison per 100,000. Mike Wessler is with the Prison Policy Initiative. People can really dive in and try to understand what's going on in those communities and develop ways to kind of break this cycle of incarceration. He says the cycle is likely due to a combination of factors. People who are poor are more likely to be incarcerated, as well as people of color and those with mental health and substance use disorders. The organizations were able to analyze the data because of a law Virginia passed in 2020 that ensured incarcerated people would be counted as residents of their home addresses, rather than the community where the prison or jail is located. Whitney Evans, VPM News. Attorney General Jason Miares called the people who vandalized a pregnancy center in Lynchburg, quote, cowards who carried out an act of political violence. The vandalism happened nearly three weeks ago at the Blue Ridge Pregnancy Center in the days following the overturning of Roe v. Wade. According to the news in advance, a group that took responsibility for the vandalism allegedly spray-painted the phrase, if abortion ain't safe, you ain't safe, at the site. Miares toured the facility this week and did not comment further on the pending investigation. Last month was Norfolk International Airport's busiest month in its 80-year history. More than 400,000 passengers came through the airport in June, a 20% increase from last year. Charles Braden is the director of market development at the airport. He told partner station WHRO that tourists caused the spike after the pandemic slowed traffic. Business travel has definitely been affected. It's slower to come back. Leisure travel was much quicker to come back, and that benefits a market like ours. Braden expects even more passengers in July. When it comes to inserting green infrastructure practices into city and county buildings, some of the nearest examples can be found as close as the local library. Ian Stewart reports. We've got uh, Sweet Bay Magnolia, River Birch, Rudebeckia, a black-eyed Susan right here. Justin Doyle of the James River Association gave me a tour of what's called a bioretention basin at Richmond's Broad Rock Library. The native trees, shrubs, and herbaceous plants hug the building to help capture stormwater runoff. Without this basin, the runoff, which mixes with sediment, bacteria, and pet waste, 
eventually snakes its way into the James River. If we can keep stormwater runoff from carrying those pollutants into the river, the river's going to be healthier for it. Doyle says the association is about halfway through putting in bioretention basins at all the city's libraries. Green infrastructure is growing across the region. Butterfly and bee pollinator gardens have been planted at libraries in Chesterfield County. And in Henrico, solar panels have landed on the roofs of some county buildings. One of the things that we want the public to take away from these projects is that these things can be done at a smaller scale at home. Which Doyle says is how small changes in your own home can help the environment. Ian Stewart, VPM News. After a two-year hiatus due to COVID-19, you'll have the chance to catch up with the Hanover Tomato Festival this weekend. The event will be held at Pole Green Park in Mechanicsville today and Saturday. Festivities include a Friday night pizza relay course, a tomato scavenger hunt on Saturday, and of course, Hanover tomatoes from local farmers. The festival has been around for over 40 years and has attracted upwards of 20,000 to 40,000 visitors in the past, according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch. NASA unveiled the James Webb Space Telescope's first five images this week. Randy B. Hagee from partner station WMRA discussed their significance with an astrophysicist at James Madison University. The cosmic cliffs where new stars are birthed, galaxies whirling around one another with a flaring red shockwave, the explosion of celestial gases from a planetary nebula. If you haven't seen the first images from the James Webb Space Telescope yet, please run and look them up now. One of the images that Professor Anka Konstantin was most excited to see was that of the galaxy cluster SMAX 0723. That slice of space, when seen from the ground, would only take up a grain of sand held at arm's length. Thousands of galaxies in that tiny patch of the sky. And from this picture, we can actually measure just how far away they are, close to the Big Bang, to the beginning of the universe. So these are basically the oldest galaxies that have ever been observed by us humans. She noted that with these first images, the telescope focuses on known entities in the cosmos before it turns to totally uncharted territory. And yet, Any one of these images are going to have in the background some new galaxies that have never been observed before. Black holes are her area of expertise, and she said the James Webb will allow her to more precisely see how fast gas moves around supermassive black holes and extrapolate their mass. Already, the image of Stefan's quintet shows light patterns emanating from the topmost luminous galaxy, where scientists already suspected there was a supermassive black hole. But now we have new evidence for that that's coming from some diagnostics that are only available in mid-infrared. Constantine said she hopes all of us, astrophysicists or not, take pride in and ownership of this amazing human achievement. I'm Randy B. Hagee. VPM News would like to issue a correction for a story that aired yesterday on the VPM Daily Newscast about a Richmond-based LGBTQ plus activist. The story incorrectly stated that Aurora Higgs was still a member of the Virginia LGBTQ Plus Advisory Board when she has recently stepped down. The story has since been updated. VPM News regrets the error. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org slash news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM.
RVPM. There are so many issues playing out in RVA. I mean, pretty much anyone will tell you. There's definitely a lot of poverty. Finding affordable housing. Traffic, public transportation. Climate change and heat islands. Trying to find childcare in Richmond area. I'm Rich Marr, host of a new VPM podcast called RVA's Got Issues. Listen to the podcast starting May 22nd. Do you have issues with RVA? Haven't found out yet. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> 